This is Michelle Powers with Angel Messages, the only podcast sharing direct messages from angels. Today I'm going to be meeting with my friend Allison, whose husband passed two years ago. And before his passing, he was struggling with mental illness and ultimately passed from suicide. And we're going to be talking about what her and her family have been able to do over the last two years to be able to heal and move forward after this experience. My name is Allison. I have four kids, um, ranging from 13 to 21, three boys, one girl, and I am a widow almost two years now. Would you be willing to share um, your experience or the things that you've been experiencing just over the last couple of years and what's led you to this point? Well, we've had to adjust, um, not only from, um, my husband was mentally ill, um, wasn't always, um, but the last year of his life was pretty intense. And so after he passed, um, it was almost like we had to learn how to live without him, but also without the mental illness part of it as well. So it was quite a learning curve. Um, it wasn't good, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was some relief in the fact that we knew that he wasn't going through that anymore and we weren't going through that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been, it's given me and my children and I think people who are close to me a different outlook on life. Um, you don't look at things the same at all anymore. Um, you don't sweat the small stuff anymore because you know that things can always be worse. And can you share your experiences or maybe just share what your kids have experienced over the last you know, two years? Well, it's been interesting for my kids because as I said, the last year of his life, um, so my husband died by suicide and um, he actually tried three times before he succeeded. So, my children were able to watch this spiral um, mm-hmm. go down, and so I don't want to say that they weren't surprised um, that it happened, but they weren't. I mean, they, in, they they saw what was going on and they expected it. So I think for the most part, like for myself, I fought every day to function and and set an example for them. So they would get up and and. Um, and live and not let it take over their lives. And so I think um, for the most part, we've, we've succeeded. Um, you know, their perspective changed. Like they go to school, my, I have a 16 year old son and he goes to school and he's just like, gets so annoyed by all the little petty things that people get so upset about because mm-hmm. he's like, you just have no idea. Yeah. And so I think that's frustrating for them sometimes. But I think we have found joy um, away from living with someone with a mental illness. Mm-hmm. So there was, he had issues for years um, that we dealt with, but we always just thought of it as um, alcoholism. But when it came down to it um, later on in life, we realized it was self-medicating. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never like, you know, had to have or whatever, you know, relied on. It was very sporadic. Um, but then, um, you know, later on in life, um, he w- kind of felt like he was going through a midlife crisis because mm-hmm. um, he was in his early 50s. And 
just so many things all happened at the same time. And then he took medication for um, another illness that he had that was brand new on the market. And we're not sure if this medication exacerbated his, his he was actually diagnosed as bipolar, but we don't, I mean, it, that was after he entered a mental hospital the first time um, and after a first suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. um, but he was very paranoid, had a lot of psychosis. Um, so I don't really know how he went from living a pretty normal, regular life other than the episodes of maybe self-medication where, you know, he didn't understand what was going on and, and these kinds of things to literally just the psychosis, the things that took over were crazy. I mean, not to say that, I mean, but yeah. they really were just so far-fetched mm -hmm. and none of us understood it took us by storm just and it just all happened so fast and none of us could really grasp it until it was just all over said and done and because so. he even before before i even got here on the way over i was feeling this connection and just asking you know what just i asked him to share whatever he's willing to share and just um that I wanted to be able to um, express to you exactly what he wanted you to just feel and hear and everything, you know. And so I, I felt right away his, he was showing me things of his family line, his father's family line, that there, was, there were many men that struggled with similar issues, and it kind of skipped generations, a couple of them. And there were other people that they were never diagnosed bipolar because that wasn't something that they knew, but they struggled with, this, with similar things. And so to him, he, he felt kind of like the black sheep in his family. He didn't really think that anyone really totally understood where he was coming from or what he was dealing with in his life. And this was a struggle on and off his whole life. I mean, it's something that he kind of just battled in his mind. Mm -hmm. So he shows me just an inner battle, um, not feeling really worthy to um, like have really good things in his life. And so he would just constantly be, you know, battling that, those thoughts of, well, I'm not worthy, I, I don't, I'm not good enough, I can't, I don't deserve these things, you know. And so for him, he would rather be numb and disconnected than battle those emotions. And um, it was something that he dealt with since he was little, shows, he shows me. Right, he always felt like he was never good enough or didn't deserve it up until the day he died. And was so apologetic about it all the time too. Just didn't mm -hmm. didn't believe it. Yeah. And he so. really, you know, I was asking him, does is this something that you were taught like growing up? Is this something that you learned in your home, like that you weren't worthy of that lo of love or anything good? And he shows me, you know, things sometimes were a struggle, like a lot of families. And um, you know, he he didn't really always feel worthy, uh, like he didn't feel like he would measure up to any males in his life. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't, he was never gonna be good enough. Mm -hmm. And so as he became a father, 
he didn't feel worthy of even these children. Even though they were the greatest blessings in his life, he just didn't feel like he had what he needed to give them what they deserved. Right. And so those were, and that was a constant inner battle in his mind he couldn't turn off. He just could not turn those thoughts mm -hmm. off. And so the only silence he got was was finding ways to, to numb that out, you know, to just shut it off. Right. And, but after things were said and done, like after the medication, let's say, wore off, um, he was really, um, he was in an even worse place, in a harder place, because it was like, he was, he was really just, it was like he'd sunk even lower mm -hmm. to another level. Right. And then he'd have to take more things to just get him back up to where he was, you know? Right. So, let me get her some tissue. That's the hardest thing is your kids. It's, um, it's part of their story that you don't want them to have. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and you grow up and you want to be a parent and you want your kids to have a life that was better than when you had. And then you're like, this is part of their story. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, it's so frustrating. It's like, wait a minute, we were supposed to do better than that. But where he is right now, he he's he's learned so much he's progressed so much and he sees things so clearly right now he his journey is to help his family and help them to rise above and allow that to be part part of their story but it isn't their story like rise above that and that what did you learn from all of that you know what did you learn mm -hmm. from those experiences because you learned so much about just the human struggle, you mm -hmm. know, what we go through um, in our life and the things that we we battle with that no one else knows. Right. And he, you know, he just shows me how proud he is of his family and, and of you, just like everything that you have been able to do up to this point. Like he, over and over, he keeps showing me that you're so much stronger than even you can imagine right now. I mean, you've done really, really hard things, but there's so much strength in you. But I think what he's really ultimately grateful for is that you are willing to talk about the things that you've been through because there's so many people that need to hear about your experiences because they're going through things silently. Right. And they need a voice. They need someone. That and, and I wish, so like, before he died and so many people didn't know what was going on. And it was frustrating to me because I always feel like you own your story. Own it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to, he didn't want to own it. He didn't want people to know. And so after he died, I owned it for him. And I let people know. And I always wondered if that was kind of a betrayal. But at the same time, I felt like he's not here anymore. It's our story now. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why I was just so honest about the situation and what happened because if you hide it, it just eats at you. And then before you know it, like the kids are in school and and people don't know the real story and then it just turns into this other thing that it, it, it doesn't have to be something else. It is what it is. Yeah. So um, 
and yeah, many, many people are going through stuff like this and, and um, need to talk about it and we don't want it to get to where it got to with Tom, where he did end up taking his own life, but. Um, well, he just continues to show me how involved he is in everyone's life. Um, that he is such a part of everything that they're going through and his kids, I mean, just his, his extended family. There's people, you know, friends that were, you know, really close to him that, that still think of him every single day and, and try to, you know, think of ways that they could have done things differently and right. what they should have done and how they could have said something or been there for them. But he doesn't want people to have regrets. He doesn't want any of his friends or family to have regrets mm -hmm. because it was his journey and he has he had choices to make mm -hmm. and he made those choices. Um, but, you know, ultimately he didn't want to go. I mean, that wasn't, but he had so much fear that was just controlling his life that just that's the word right there is fear. He was so afraid. He, his psychosis, he was afraid to wake up. He was afraid the FBI was taking him. He was afraid that people were setting him up. He was afraid constantly. And no matter what I would say, it was never the right thing because it, if, I could, if I would say one thing, he would twist that. And it would be because it, it was still the same situation. But mm -hmm. it was... Yeah. There wasn't anything anybody could have done, and the reality is is that if it hadn't happened that time, it might have happened another time. Yeah, he just shows me that fear just ruled his life, and that's something that he is trying to help his kids um, deal with as well. You Good, because they need it. My kids do have a lot of anxiety, yeah. all of them. Yeah, there's one boy in particular he keeps showing me over and over, and I think it's the youngest boy makes sense. Does he have anything to say about him? <laughs> he just shows me that he, he really struggles in similar ways that he, that he did. Not to those extremes. Mm -hmm. There are differences in what he's dealing with and things that he's, he's dealing with. But um, part of the, the issues that he's really struggling with right now, he shows me, is that he has accepted that story being his story, like he is going to struggle like his dad in his mind. He thinks he'll have a really hard life like him and have some really hard struggles like him and he's gonna go through similar things and that's not his story. That's not his path. And um, he has to rewrite his story. So that's what he keeps showing me, an image of just rewriting his story because his story is incredible. I mean, he has so much to, to teach and to give to this world, you know? He just has a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. And, but he's really hard on himself, like Tom was. So yeah, I would, I would love if Tom would tell me what to do with that child because I, I worry about him a lot. Probably more than the rest. <laughs> because they talk to me, <laughs> mm -hmm. but he won't. Yeah, he, so. the, you know, this, this, the youngest boy, he needs to learn that he 
has power and strength within him that he's not really uh, he's not allowing himself to connect to that power and that right. strength he you won't know? connect to anyone or anything right now mm. and he needs to find like his inner voice he mm -hmm. doesn't feel like he has anything to offer the world he doesn't feel like what he has to say is important um, so that's the inner dialogue that he's battling right now is that he doesn't what he has to say isn't important but that's some false beliefs that he's taken on himself okay. I know and so the opposite of that is obviously the truth, is mm -hmm. that he has so much to offer the world. He has, his voice is so important. People need to hear his side of the story, his side of these experiences that your family has had. Um, the more he stays silent, the harder it's gonna get for him. Mm -hmm. He needs to be able to talk, and even if it's just, if he has a couple of people that he really can open up to, Mm -hmm. It's going to help him, but it's all his choice, you know, right. and that's what it comes down to, and that's what your husband keeps showing me is his choice. He needs to choose um, to make some big changes in his life. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom's right there putting those positive thoughts in his mind of, you know, reminding him how important he is, reminding him how much he's loved. Mm -hmm. And I think with most of your kids, um, maybe this applies to what they're dealing with right now, but he's showing me the more that they focus on the future, like the far future, that there's a lot of worries and concerns and fears that come up. Mm -hmm. But focusing on today, you know, like focusing on what am I grateful for today, my family, you know, just like making that list every day of I have good health and I have an amazing family and I, I have the things that I need and, you know, just just recognizing those things that they have in their life and knowing that their father is watching over them and that he is a big part of their life and in a much healthier way. Right, that he's and able that's to see absolutely, um, you know, I've had people say that, just like you couldn't go on the way that it was. Mm -hmm. Something had to change. I didn't want this to be what it was. Um, I would have loved to, it have been, you know, his medication would have worked and he would have given it more time and, and um, but this is a much healthier environment for the kids to be in mm -hmm. where all of that's concerned. But it's still just, you, you have that thing where you toss in your mind, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, yeah. would you go back to the way it was to have them back? And you say yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, you pause because it was so difficult. It really was. But, um, but he was lovable and kind and hilarious and... Um, a super great human being. Um, he was sick. Yeah. So, and I think this one has a hard time understanding that because they were super close. Yeah. And feels very abandoned. <laughs> so, I worry about her with that. Like, she is getting help, and, you know, he's, her therapist is so great and talks to her about, you know, relationships and how. You can't fix a person. It's not your job to fix them. And she needs to understand that now so she doesn't find herself in a similar situation when she's older. And she understands it. But, and that's the hardest part for them, you know, as they continue on their journey on the other side. The hardest part is watching your family go through what they are dealing with after a loss, you know, and that's what they see. They see it every single day, and they are doing everything they can do from their 
place, you know, <laughs> from their perspective and their um, where they are and how they can fit into your life and how they can help in a different way. The the biggest thing that that Tom keeps showing me about your daughter is that um, his huge connection with nature. He has this huge um, love for nature, and he shows me that that is one of her her places of peace is nature. That's where her heart finds peace, and and that's where she's going to be able to just feel that connection with him and be able to heal because in in the busy world it's like she can't find peace but out in nature that's where he found peace it's absolutely true yeah he would go on hikes all the time that's where he in fact that's so funny because in the car on the way here i told her that's where he, he felt like that was his church was in nature <laughs> what I told her because <laughs> it was true <laughs> yeah when you go to nature when you're in that place that's peaceful you connect to your own heart mm -hmm. and you connect to your own spirit and you find that peace because we all and you find that strength too mm -hmm. because we all have that inner strength and we have that peace but if we're listening to the world constantly it's hard to find right. that right you know yeah you have a lot going on when you're 13 <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you look, you look back at him, and you're like, "Oh, if you only knew." But would you choose to go back to being 13 ever? I never would. No. <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard time. Right. Right. And put everything else on top of it. So. But he has all the, the, he just he believes in all of you so much. And like your ability to to rise above your own inner battles mm -hmm. you know he shows me that if you could see within yourself your strength your own wisdom and your your ability to disconnect from those negative thoughts and rise above that and mm -hmm. connect to truth you know, mm -hmm. that we all have our own inner truth, but sometimes we don't take the time to just be still and find out what that is. We live in such a busy world that we're just going, 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 and then if we have a time, just a minute for silence, right. we're on our phones and we're right. looking at things or we're on, you know, social media and we're just trying to find a way to fill in those gaps of time that we have to ourselves, but we really need that time more than ever, I think, right, right now to right. have that time to think for ourselves. I feel like I feel him sometimes when I start to get upset, just about lose it. Sometimes I just feel calm. Mm -hmm. And I hope that it's him. Yeah, it's definitely him. And I try and talk to him, but I don't know. I don't know if he hears me. Yeah. I don't know how much he's there. I mean, there's so many other places for him to be. <laughs> like he could be, so. Well, but there's something about the spirit world that I learned a long time ago that helped me to have so much peace about heaven mm -hmm. and where they are and, and what they're dealing with because, or what their daily life is like, you right. know? And they've tried to show me in a way that I could understand, but they show me that there is no time, there is no space. 
So we're used to being feeling disconnected from our family if they're in another state or they're gone somewhere, even if someone's in another room. Mm -hmm. I asked like for them to explain to me how does that work? You know, how how is that even possible? And they showed me that our spirit is light, that we are really beings of light. That's the energy or the the being that we are, it's light. And then I was shown how the sun can touch so many things on the earth at one time. I mean, how many things can the sun touch at once? It's, it's like, it's amazing. And that's their spirit. Their spirit reaches out and connects to so many people at one time and is aware of so many things at one time because their, their spirit is capable of so much more than what our minds can fully comprehend, right? you know? Yeah, to even try and understand that is just, because we put it back into this box where it's like, no, you're one place, and you're with that one person, you're doing that one thing, and you're thinking that one thing. Yes. They're aware of everything that's going on at all times. And they're able to be there for us, and also see things from a completely different perspective because they don't have anything holding them back from seeing truth mm-hmm. because truth is just truth and what your kids are going through that's truth and he sees everything all the details of it and all the things that um, they're dealing with right now in their life he's able to see so clearly what he can do and how he can help he hears them when they when they're talking to them, when they're trying to express how much they love him or how much they're frustrated with him. He hears all of that and he says truth is truth. Um, there isn't, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know how some people worry about, well, maybe you shouldn't say certain things because, you know, maybe you, you, you should only express love, but he's, he makes it very clear that we need to know how important it is to be truthful and mm-hmm. to not, because he was so fearful, he wanted to cover up everything, he wanted things to look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. But if people only knew, they, you know, they could have had a better understanding of what he was dealing with. I mean, he shows me that even the doctors didn't fully understand because he wasn't being completely honest right. about all the details, mm-hmm. you know? And so he realizes now more than ever how important it is to be honest yeah, and to share everything and whatever you're willing to share it's just it just adds to um, more ways for people to learn and grow right. together right you know and that's that's what's really important because we're here together helping each other mm-hmm. and we're never separated from our loved ones if there's no time in s- or space we're never away from them they're never too busy gone somewhere they can actually help many family members all at one time right and their their spirit is capable of so much more than what we could even realize because we put limits or and we're limited you know in so many ways as human beings right so after he died I still felt like the Tom that was sick was with me and so my reactions and the way I would phrase or say or do things even if I was speaking to him, was still as I was speaking to him as he was sick. Like, you know, trying to convince him otherwise, and then, you know, I would have to shift. 
and remember that that he doesn't think that way anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. But it was so difficult because it was we were in that situation for such a long time. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I had to learn how to live without that. Yes. Um, on the top of learning how to live without him. So it was just this process that took such a long time, but I had to do it because I had to function, I had to live, and I had to figure out how to navigate through all of that. And I'd like to think he helped me do that mm-hmm. um, because I don't know how else I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. it was a lot. I, I don't ever want him to leave, but I don't know if they go on and move on to other bigger and better things. I mean, I don't, I don't know how all that works, so. <laughs> well, family is the most important thing to them ever. You know, they don't have anything better to move on to because family is everything. That's what it is. It's everything. So when you cross over, your family is the number one thing that you're focused on. And he, he shows me, as you were talking about your experience, you know, after he passed, he shows me that he went through an interesting experience. Some people show me that they pass on really quickly. It's just quick, and they, they cross over. He was fearful of crossing over. He didn't quite know if he could trust God. He didn't know his connection, really, and really fear was still kind of holding him back from fully crossing over. And so those feelings that you were feeling as you were connecting to his spirit and feeling him around, but you still felt that mental illness that, that he was still struggling, he was still in that place, that energy was still there where he was still struggling with some of those things. It wasn't very long mm-hmm. until he was able to cross over, but he had to be willing to receive help and he had to be willing to, to want to get better and to change and accept that love. That Mm -hmm. was the biggest thing. It's just accepting the love that was surrounding him. It was, it was something that he was pushing away and didn't, still didn't quite know if he deserved that love. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he um, accepted it and knew that he was worthy of it and that he needed that to progress and move forward. um, And he also knew, he was taught that he needed to be in a better place and he needed to heal to be able to help his family because that was where his heart was. He wanted to be right. able to help his family. But he had to be in a healthy place to be able to do that. Right. And he had to heal first. Have, is there a difference between a, a, someone who passes from suicide from someone who just passes naturally or I think the, mm-hmm. like in more of an intense? Every single time that there's a suicide, even if it's an accidental you know, where they didn't really quite know that it was going to happen or they, they had complete control. Either way, they always show me that they go to a place of healing and they, they go to a spiritual hospital. They're surrounded with help and love and support and they're able to go through their entire life and analyze all the things that they went through And because of that, they gain a greater understanding and a greater love for themselves. So they start to, instead of being their own worst enemy, which that's oftentimes what people are struggling with, Mm -hmm. they end up loving themselves and really, truly honoring themselves for everything that they've been through. And that was such a sacred time for him because he never allowed himself to see himself in that light. 
where he was someone important mm -hmm. and that he, all the things that he had been through was um, for, you know, a reason that he, he could learn from all these experiences that he'd been through. Mm -hmm. And after he crossed over and he was in this place of healing, he was able to see everything that he went through in his life and learn from all those experiences and have so much more love and compassion for himself and look at himself and say, wow, you did some really hard things. Mm -hmm. And your family did some really hard things and together you're trying to do everything that you could. And it gave him more love and compassion as he saw his family going through the things that they were going through. And even today, he's just, his love just grows and grows and grows. And he has more and more understanding for his family and his friends and everything that they're going through in their lives. There's no judgment. That's mm -hmm. one thing. I think a lot of times people worry if their loved ones are like, are judging them, are they watching me, right. are they saying, you could be doing better. But they're in a place of pure unconditional love. So there's mm -hmm. no negative judgments. There's no um, thoughts or feelings of someone not being good enough or not doing good enough or that they could do better because they see everything that they're dealing with in their life. And if we are all able to see every individual and what they're dealing with in their life, you would have so much more compassion mm -hmm. for what they're struggling with. Right, absolutely. Today. Absolutely. But your message, because of the things that you've been through in your life, is so important for people to hear and to learn from. I think the most important thing is people to share their truth. No matter how dark and scary and sad, be honest about it. Let people know that they're not alone. Um, you know, if I can go through this, you can go through this. Yes. Um, we need to support each other, love each other because that's all we have. One closing message that your husband has is that we deny ourselves too often of just thinking it's too good to be true. So if we feel a loved one with us, but then we think, no, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I can trust that feeling or mm -hmm. that thought. They want us to truly believe in that moment I feel them with me. I'm just going to trust that. Mm -hmm. And don't waste any time or energy not believing or not feeling worthy of that love.